welcome. It's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard. Good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, my contributor, none other than A.B. Burns Tucker, law student and host of I Am Legally Hype, should be a fascinating breakdown. Top story of the day, Senator Lindsey Graham begs for money, cries on Fox News. Giuliani says, what a fair. Donald Trump? No. Here it is. Do you believe that equal justice under the law and equal application of our laws is dead? Uh, it may be, but we, we got one last chance here to straighten this out. I just told you a Democratic president lies under oath regarding sexual matters. Uh, they're not prosecuted. A Democratic Secretary of State running for president destroys 33,000 emails under subpoena. They're not prosecuted. This is selective prosecution. It's legal garbage in New York. It's politically motivated. And we do have one last chance to not become a banana republic. 2024 mm -hmm. is the most important election in my lifetime. America literally is at stake as we know it, is at stake as we know it. I'm sorry I'm so upset, but please help President Trump. If you can fi afford five or 10 bucks, if you can't afford a dollar, fine, just pray. Make sure you vote as early as you can in your state. Don't risk anything anymore. Vote as soon as you can. Pray for this country, pray for this president. And if you got any money to give, give it. LindseyGraham.com, it doesn't go to me. It goes to helping this president and taking back the Senate. Let's stand up for this president. Let's stand up for this country. And let's don't take this crap anymore. We all can help. Yep, the Trump movement and the white supremacist movement, one and the same, uh, they have entered the critical crackhead phase. They are now begging five, $10 on national television. Lindsey Graham sensing the end of his access to power used to actually have common sense. Remember when he said this about Trump? Reaction to hearing what Donald Trump says. I disgusted. Well, I'm gonna to talk to the Trump supporters for a minute. I don't know who you are, and I don't know why you like this guy. I think what you like about him, he appears to be strong when the rest of us are weak. He's a very successful businessman. He's gonna make everything great. He's gonna take all the problems of the world and put them in a box and make your life better. That's what he's selling. Here's what you're buying. He's a race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. He doesn't represent my party. He doesn't represent the values that the men and women who wear the uniform are fighting for. I've been in the Air Force for 33 years. I retired this June. He's the ISIL man of the year, by the way. Just got back from Morocco a week ago this Monday. I know. We interviewed you live from there. You were mm -hmm. with Senator John McCain, and you were going to, into Iraq to get a status report. What? What were they saying there about all of this? The military leadership and the diplomatic corps. Now, we have young men and women in harm's way all over the world, particularly in the Mideast. They were concerned about this rhetoric because the enemy will use it against us. Um, so what was a concern last week has to be DEFCON for this week. Because what Mr. Trump is doing, and I don't think he has a clue about anything, he's just trying to get his numbers up and get the biggest reaction he can. Ah. Same thing he's doing today. You see, Lindsey Graham actually had common sense, a backbone, and a level of decency back then until Donald Trump transformed him into a cult member. And now Lindsey Graham goes from saying things that actually made sense to begging for five, 
$10. If you don't have it, send me your prayers on Fox News. It is interesting to see this chaos unfold. Giuliani, he goes on national television. He hasn't been writing his mind for a minute. He is seemingly confused about the reality that Trump has already admitted that he did engage in an affair during interviews. But here it is. Why does Donald Trump keep denying that he had these affairs? He obviously had affairs with, with Stormy Daniels. I and don't Karen know that. You don't, oh, come on. Do you I, actually have I a doubt in your that. mind? You don't know that. Oh, come on. Do you, you really doubt that that happened? I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh, I don't convict people of things that I can't He's prove. He's not convicted. It's not a court I mean, of law. Uh, He's not going to jail. I'm just saying it's obvious that, of course, these things happened. That's why they were getting paid for their stories. If he is, if he is, if he is uh, not telling the truth about that, that's not a crime. No, it's not a crime, but it's a not weird a crime defense. At all. It, it's not under, it's not, it's not under oath. It's not, uh, it's not uh, uh, perjury. I mean, Cl Clinton committed perjury. I mean, Clinton committed perjury. Giuliani, I know you are no longer able to practice law, but you should at least have retained the knowledge. If Donald Trump did engage in an affair, that goes to motive. Motive to pay off the individual who is at the center of his indictment. So while lying to the media is not considered an indictable offense, it is, however, part of the narrative from the prosecutor that Donald Trump did in fact have this relationship, that he did want it to be covered up and he exercised illegal methods in order to get it done. As you know, Donald Trump being the first president in the history of our country who has been criminally indicted post-presidency, uh, this is, yes, a slippery slope. We've been on a slippery slope since the day Trump got elected. Choose your poison. Either we have a democracy or we do not. Either former presidents are above the law or they are not. That is it. No other decision to make here. AB thoughts. Uh, quite frankly, I'm sick of it. Okay. We now have defendant Trump and that's just what it is. Um, coming from someone who has, um, a brother who was wrongfully convicted and has gone through the criminal justice system as someone who doesn't really advocate for someone to go to prison. It is what it is, bro. You broke the law at this point. So all this shucking and jiving on the news and making people feel bad for him and trying to play games with the legal system, I don't think that's cool. Um, Lindsey Graham, he's so wishy-washy. He go whichever way the wind blows, and he been doing that since the beginning of time, so I don't understand why we're surprised. He always gonna make a dollar out of 15 cents, so do your thing. Um, the fact that these people have raised what, over $10 million now in campaign funds, but you can't even use, like, you can't even use a GoFundMe for legal services, but you can raise money from the American people and you are a criminal defendant, go off. So if we're talking about the legal system being unjustly applied, um, I still believe, regardless of what the charges is, it's still being unjustly applied because how are you running for president and getting the American people's money while we struggling with inflation, can't even afford eggs, but you're getting $10 million to run for president and you are a criminal defendant. There it is. All right. We will continue to follow developments as they come, more breakdowns and the like. All right, Marjorie Taylor Greene goes to New York as promised and gets a New York welcome. Here it is. Marjorie, you animal, you! Go back to the 
the sanctuary, you filthy animal! You QAnon lunatic! Hit her with the space lasers! Blast her with the space lasers! Get the out of New York, you racist, sick, filthy, infected animal! Do your freaking job, Marjorie Taylor Greene. You don't need to be in New York City talking that nonsense. Go back to your district. You're not, what are you doing here? You're here for politics. You're here because you want to be VP. You're here for your own fundraising. You're here for your own nonsense. Commentators, congresspeople, and activists all had the same energy. What in the hell are you doing here? Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, being, uh, you know, the badass that she is, she went back to the comfort of a vehicle to do an interview. Here's part of it. Jesus was arrested and murdered by uh, the Roman government. There have been many people throughout history that have been arrested and persecuted by radical, corrupt governments. And it's beginning today in New York City. Um, and I just can't believe it's happening, but I'll always support him. He's done nothing wrong. He's, yep. he's done everything right. What human being has done nothing wrong? What human being has ever done everything right? You see, this is the language of those who have become affixed to the occult. This is cultic behavior. Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, completely makes the comparison that Donald Trump is the new Jesus Christ. Now, here's the thing. Ironically, many people have been worshiping a fictional Jesus anyway. But this is not a stretch for them. We have also seen footage of individuals literally praying to Trump when pulled over by the, by the police, begging for Donald Trump, not Jesus, not God, not the Holy Spirit, not some other power, but Trump, a regular man, to come and save them. Marjorie Taylor Greene is running for vice president. That's what she's doing. And she is showing her soon-to-be master, Donald Trump, that she is going to do anything, including if she's VP, she would in fact violate the constitution, violate the rule of law, not certify any victory that an opponent may win over them. The formation of our government is very close to transforming in ways that may be irrevocable, cannot come back from. Donald Trump ironically admitted he lost the election. Let's go to it. He said, and I quote, this was his speech at Mar-a-Lago after the indictment, after the arraignment, Democrats spied on my campaign. Remember that, said Trump. The illegal and unconstitutional raid on Mar-a-Lago right here, lying to the FISA courts, the FBI and the DOJ relentlessly pursuing Republicans. Unconstitutional changes to election laws by not getting approvals from state legislators according to the posters, would have made a 17-point difference in the election result, and we needed a lot less than that, like about 16.9. It would have been in our favor, not in my favor, our favor, because our country is going to hell. So in this, he admits, if these other things happen differently, maybe laws, maybe protocol in voting, they would have won which means he's admitting he did, in fact, lose. There was no theft. Nobody manipulated the data after the fact. All right, A.B., thoughts? 
Well, this is why Trump said the country going to hell because he's the line leader. They send here, they send here praising him like he Jesus. Like I'm just so, I'm so confused. First of all, uh, New York ain't nothing to play with because they ran Marjorie Taylor Greene up out of there so quick. She wasn't there for 13 seconds, and I remember she was all on the internet talking about how she was about to protest and get it in for her master. But you know, it just it is what it is at this point. Um, yeah, we could definitely tell that she's running for VP. Um, she's trying to make her mark and. God, God bless America at this point. <laughs> yeah. And listen, she's the front runner. Let's be clear. Donald Trump is seriously considering her for one reason alone, because she's a willing cult participant. That is it. Nothing else. He will now, if he ever gets power again, he will not make the mistakes he made before by appointing individuals whom he feels may not do everything he says. All right, imagine getting into an accident. People are dead. You survive, you're in the hospital, but the firefighter stole your money. Your money, when people are dead. Put up the picture of this young brother. It's a damn shame. St. Louis teenager, Stephen Robinson Laney, was involved in a car crash on the 26th of February that claimed the lives of four people, four people, died. Eight were in the vehicle. It was a Chevy Tahoe. The accident occurred at approximately 1.30 a.m. This was on Forest Park Avenue. We're talking about St. Louis. After a driver later identified as a 34-year-old Cedric Dixon ran a red light, hit the SUV, Robinson Laney was uh, riding in that day, sending it over the guardrail. It flipped. It's a bad accident. People died. It's a tragedy. The impact killed a 19-year-old named Anthony Robinson, another 19-year-old named Richard Boyd, an 18-year-old named Brianna Dittman Johnson, and a 20-year-old named Contrell McKinley. Here is Contrell McKinley, fatal victim and Stephen's big brother. Those who survived were actually still trapped inside of the vehicle. Robinson Laney said he was able to pull himself from the wreckage, and as he lay on the ground, a firefighter at the scene asked him if he had any identification. The firefighter is asking the teenager, do you have identification? The teen pulled out his wallet, gave it to the man, who he thought at the time was a police officer. I lost a lot of blood, my vision was blurred, and I said, man, I don't even know your name. He told the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and he just told me not to worry, saying, you're good, you're good. However, Stephen was not in good condition, as victims received no assistance from bystanders. Courtney and Contrell McKinley's mother also accused the first responders of neglecting the victims of the crash because they saw a firearm in the SUV. They had to walk themselves to the EMS. She said broken bones, broken spine, broken ribs, collapsed lungs, broke back. They had to walk. It took civilians to help them. 
finally receiving medical care. Stevens' battle continued after he was discharged. A few days after he was discharged from the hospital, Robinson Laney discovered someone had been using his debit card. Imagine, your friends are dead, you're severely injured, you get out the hospital, and now you have this additional issue to deal with. Somebody's utilizing your money, all right? Uh, the 18-year-old also said that he'd had $600 in cash in his wallet, along with two $50 gift cards that he'd just gotten for his birthday. He never got them back. The charges totaled 120. One of the charges was for a car wash, but Robinson Laney doesn't even own a vehicle. Definitely wasn't him. Uh, here's the uh, person that stole the wallet, all right? Uh, it's uh, a Christmas gift card from his grandma with the etched initials. There's a video from the scene. It captured the firefighter putting Robinson Laney's wallet in his pocket, uh, and the firefighter has been interviewed by the police. The teen and his mother were allowed to view the video and the 4th District Station on North Jefferson Avenue. The firefighter claimed that he used the debit card by mistake. It was an accident. Thinking it was his own because the card was issued by the same credit union as his own debit card. That's the excuse the firefighter is using. After his mother, uh, Ms. Robinson, viewed the video of her son's money being stolen, she received a bill from the fire department for the ambulance ride. She said, and I quote, I can't believe someone would use this as an opportunity to steal. That's just horrible, she added. I just want justice for my son. The investigation is ongoing. We do not have a report of arrests being made, but you have to think about this. Literally, they are able to see the money being stolen. Now, does this mean the firefighter who did it? There is no, once again, not allegedly. Firefighter admitted, I got the card. It was by accident, is his defense. This was such, this was so insane. You have to imagine this has been done before by the individual who did it. Who would think to walk up to a person bleeding, barely able to talk, to say, give me your wallet, knowing the person is discombobulated, confused? Has this firefighter done it before? All right. Okay. AB, insanity here. Thoughts? Absolutely. So first thing I thought when you said that is he had to have done this before, because as a firefighter, your first thought wasn't to render aid yep. to individuals who you saw were suffering and had just been involved in a car crash. But your first thought was to ask someone for the identification. And you know that that person is in distress. They're not thinking straight, right? Like they're not even thinking about who they are, what their name is. They just want yep. help. If this little boy wasn't black, I do not think the situation would have went down like that. You knew exactly how you could manipulate this young kid and you took advantage of that. In addition to that, I don't understand why the firefighter is not in handcuffs and I hope he is no longer at his job because you admit it to the crime. Regardless of you saying it was an accident, how did you get access to this boy's money? You had to use a pin code or bypass a pin code of some sort in order to use this boy's money and to use his um, card. So you knew exactly what you were, what you were doing at the yeah. end of the day. You shouldn't have had his wallet in your pocket in the first place. So that is theft, and you should be prosecuted for that. Yeah, because anybody else would easily, all right? And it's not just the card being used. He had cash money and gift cards taken from the scene as well. How do you explain that, Mr. Firefighter? All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay.
Welcome back. Got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments. Before I do that, let's be reminded of the big home of Jared Jackson. All right. Jared Jackson, after you watch Unbossed with Nina Turner, need to make sure you stay tuned for the watch list. Jared Jackson shares his take on stories you've got to pay attention to. News, politics, culture, current events, sports, and more. Subscribe to the watch list. Watch live daily, 5 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. Pacific time. YouTube.com forward slash watch list TYT. All right, I got a lot. Mickey C, the Silverhead Dragon says, poor Lindsey lost his crutch when uh, John McCain died. He had to find another ass to attach his lips to so he remained relevant. <laughs> like, uh, like a remora with a shark without, can I say that, sucking unto first McCain, then Trump, Lindsay disappears into a cloud of smoke. <laughs> Got a great imagination too, I appreciate that. All right, uh, Wolf Dragon, Donna. Uh, how did the boy's credit card jump out of his wallet and into the firefighter's wallet? Accident, my ass. Then again, if he repeats, it was an accident enough times, maybe I believe him. All right, uh, Moon Dragon, thank you so much, Moon Dragon. Uh, the new series by Lindsey Graham, Grifty Grams. Uh, and Couscous Cous. Thank you so much. So a rich white guy suddenly thinks the legal system is unfair. Do I have that right? All right. Got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? I feel French! Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Hey everyone, so we're out here in front of the courthouse, peacefully protesting. No, 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 here, hold this. And... Oh my god, what is she... No! You can't do that! See, now you're gonna go ahead and hurt yourself. Get off of there! You're on the wrong side! Whoa! You're, you're making side. other people fall! This is crazy. Ma'am, you need to go back to your side. You need to go back to your side. Listen, look at that dye job. Go get it. Go get your hair fixed, girl. Go get your hair fixed. I have COVID. I don't care. I'm not. I have COVID. Oh my God. Listen, Fiona, Shrek is on the other side. Shrek is on the other side. Girl, I'm going to tear you up. Stop it! I'm not doing bitch. I'm from New York. What's good is that you need to go read a book, girl. People on the left are just so nonviolent. I guarantee you, if this were the other way around, somebody on the left went to the Trump side, grabbed a free Donald Trump flag guarantee you those violent thugs would not have allowed that person to leave without injury. You see, this shows a contrast in the spirit of the movements at play. While both are passionate in their belief, both authentically, typically believe what they're saying. Genuinely, there's a different character for each. Those on the left, well, we're trying to actually create a coalition. 
we prefer to draw circles rather than lines. We like to talk about things like hope. We like to encourage. We would like to fight oppression, racism, discrimination. On the other hand, the other side, the very core of their movement has become violent. They would prefer to overthrow the democracy. They would prefer to engage in criminal conduct to threaten leaders in political positions. And yes, even fight them. All right, A.B., Karen finds her way to the other side of the protest. And let me say this for context. Literally, there were two places where people could protest and it was all free. Everybody could protest on their own side with no clashing. She decided to break that courtesy uh, and do what she did. Go ahead. I mean, why would we expect them to stay within bounds? They have already showed us that they don't care, right? That whatever, this land is their land and our land is their land and they're going to do what they want to do at the end of the day. New Yorkers don't play, though. <laughs> First of all, it was the commentary for me. I can't even get past right, that. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to the commentary, it was like, this was just a bad situation all the way around. Um, but this just goes to show, I mean, look, she's by herself. So that's one thing to show, right, where the media or where Trump was expecting everybody and their mama to come out and support him and protest, you know, as he was doing his little 10-second perp walk. And she's alone in this and going to the other side, right? And y'all, it, it clearly so, shows that you had so much non-action on your side of the street that you had to go to the other side of the street just to start something, to get the cameras to move. So it can seem like Trump is getting the support, excuse me, defended Trump is getting mm -hmm. the support um, that he desires. And so these are the type of people who defended Trump is representing um, and who he speaks to, and these are his followers. And yep. so we saw them do what they gonna do. And here we are, America. Yep, here it is. All right, I got something for you. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Ready? Yeah. Now, <clears throat> typically, I don't, I don't laugh at senior citizens falling. Um, everyone should have saw that coming. Let's put up the picture full mass here. Uh, the male Karen obviously upset at wet concrete. 
you see that wind back he's doing? I mean, look at the action of the swing here, okay? Not a lot of power in the delivery, but man, he gets a 10 for effort. And then after he commits felony destruction of property, over $250 is a felony. He then goes on and steps into the wet concrete. I'm something that, you know, young man like myself would not have attempted, but he did. He tried his luck. Uh, report has it his left foot is still stuck in that damn concrete. All right, um, we don't have a whole lot of information about this other than the man did not want the concrete poured on that street. Said the truck needed to leave. Well, they look pretty official to me. I'm sure they had a permit somewhere. Uh, A.B., can you explain as a law student how destroying property is not an effective legal remedy in a conflict like this? There is a tort action that can be brought if, if there's adverse property damage to his yard, but going out swinging a hammer, breaking the property of the other person, not going to help you in court. Um, Trump was probably right. Um, the country is going to hell. Because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was priceless. All right. Um, if this is, you know, somebody's grandfather, I just want you to talk to the man. I mean, this is not the way to handle conflict. All right. He needs better, you know, conflict resolution skills. Too damn old to be acting like that. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back. A lot of show left. Let me remind everyone, Unboss with Nina Turner right after the show. Make sure you tune in. Learn how you can take back control of democracy from corrupt forces in government and in the media. Find clips of Unboss by scanning the QR code or going to youtube.com forward slash unbossed, T-Y-T. A lot of comments can read as many as possible. Jess, be anti-racist, says, Dr. Richard, this male Karen has spent a literal lifetime perfecting this level of stupidity. I guarantee you, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Mickey sees the seven-head dragon. The only thing disappointing about the male Karen is that he didn't fall face first into the wet concrete. Uh, that would have made a perfect LOL. Yeah, that, I mean, he, I don't know if he would have come back from that, you know, uh, barely got out the concrete just with his foot. Okay, YouTube member, C. Michael Henson, thank you, C. Michael. MAGA now stands for my ass got arrested. We need to do, listen, TYT, come on now. This is too easy. Can we get a MAGA hat uh, on our TYT page that says my ass got arrested? Can we do that? All right. Okay. All right. Production is like, hey, you know, it's your 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 world, man. <laughs> All right. Damn shame. All right. There's a school teacher who gets choked, grabbed, and basically drugged down a hallway in a school because, according to her, the cop thought she was a uh, a student, not a teacher. But why would you treat a student that way? is her question. Let's put up her picture for a mask as well as the choking. You see that? Okay. 
Let's keep it up. A school resource officer, a cop, is under investigation after being accused of dragging a substitute teacher down the hallway by her throat at Eagles Landing High School in Henry County. This is in the state of Georgia. Nia King is 22 years of age, says two students were getting ready to fight. She tried to intervene to prevent it from escalating, according to WSB Channel 2. King says she backed away when the two students started actually fighting. She was never involved in any physical contact. And that was when the resource officer grabbed her by the neck. Now, I did some additional investigating into this story. I'm going to give you my conclusion as to why the cop grabbed her, uh, but there's more to the incident. The officer reportedly then uh, reportedly proceeded to drag her down the hallway into the office, into the office, okay? The incident was caught on camera by students recording the fight. Once we pushed down the hall, I got trampled from the left to the right of the hall, and now I'm back into the middle of the fight. As I was back in the middle of the fight, the SRO just grabs me by the neck, and the fight is still continuing to go on. And she dragged me all the way from the middle of the hall towards her office, King told WSB-TV. Ms. King continued by saying the officer did offer her aid when they reached the office, but no initial explanation as to why she was dragged down the hall by her throat. She asked me, do I need EMS? Do I need the nurse? Do I need some water? I just told her, I need you to leave because you just drug me from that point to this point and I couldn't breathe, but you wouldn't talk, said King. She stepped out and then she came back in and told me, oh, I was trying to save you. I was trying to save you because they said you got hit. Now, let me say this. So understand the scene so far. Cop comes in, misreads the situation, grabs a school teacher thinking it's a student, chokes the student against policy, protocol, and training, grabs the student, drags them down the hallway, proceeds to realize, well, damn, this is a school teacher. Offers aid. School teacher says, I don't want your damn aid. I want you to leave because of what you just did. Cop leaves. Cop comes back with a story. Oh, that I was trying to save you. You see, they told me you got hit. That's what it was. There's more. The officer, the officer's hand was around her neck. And this is what was in the footage that we saw. Is that a position of somebody being saved, asked King's father. While demonstrating a chokehold, King added that she has been a substitute teacher at the school for nearly uh, every day since September, uh, meaning people know her, all right? She also said that she has been mistaken for a student before but had met the officer involved several times. We are still in the process right now of obtaining, gathering information and reviewing to make sure the investigation is done. We are working in conjunction with the school, uh, said the Henry County Police Captain Randy Lee, all right? 
Lee also said, I mean, it was transparent. He said that their training does not teach chokeholds or neck restraints, but they do apply those tactics if deadly force is justified or warranted. No student, teacher, or anybody should be treated like that, said King. There is a pending investigation into this matter. No further information is available at this time, said the Henry County School System. The email, that's WSBTV. Good reporting by Channel 2. Okay, so let's be very clear. Uh, the officer likely believed this was a student, possibly even a student who was a catalyst to the fight. Now, in additional conversation that I've had with individuals who are involved, the description of one of the individuals in the fight, the clothing description, kind of matched the clothing of the school teacher. And they believe this officer assumed that clothing and that person were the same. Came in, violated policy and protocol, thinking it was a student, and uh-oh, it was actually a teacher. So the question is, well, why would you even treat a student that way, right? Okay, there it is. A.B., thoughts here? The question is, why would you treat any human being that yeah. way that you are saying that you were trying to save, right? You thought you were going to get away with treating a student like that because you assumed that a student wouldn't report it for whatever reason because you would use your authority to prevent them from doing that, and now you're caught. And this can't be the first time that you've used this type of tactic, right, in a situation because you felt comfortable enough to do it in front of a crowd of people who were recording an altercation. Yep. Right. So this is this is why we're we're doing further investigations. Lawsuits are coming, right? Mm -hmm. Because y'all did not protect not only this teacher, it sounds like the students involved in this situation were not protected because right. there is still a fight occurring while you are dragging another human being by their neck. And yep. they can't breathe. But we've seen this before. So here we go. Yeah, here we go. Uh, definitely more developments will come. We will give you those updates as it happens. $137 million racism settlement against Tesla. Employee gets the settlement. It gets knocked down to $3 million. I will explain how this injustice Happen. Let's put up his picture for a mask. Tesla is paying out again over their alleged racial abuse against black employees. We previously reported on a lawsuit where the automaker paid $1 million to another ex-Tesla employee. Now, Owen Diaz, former employee and subject of a recent lawsuit, just got his $1 hundred and thirty seven million dollar settlement cut to three million bucks. I'm going to explain how this is even possible. It was just 18 months ago that former Tesla worker Owen Diaz won a massive one hundred thirty seven million dollar verdict after a jury found that he had endured a brutal racist work environment at the company. Brutal is what they discovered. Months later, a judge decided to reduce the payout to 15 million. Okay, that's your first reduction. Diaz opted to reject that sum, and the case was retried this year. So, what is this about? How can a judge come in and just say, ah, 
I don't like that number. I'm going to decrease it. Well, we call it tort reform uh, in law school. However, tort reform is basically uh, a word that says, you know, business owners, uh, individuals who want to protect uh, their liabilities, uh, Fortune 500 companies, et cetera, they lobby. They lobby certain organizations that will then lobby lawmakers and judges, elected judges in particular, and lawmakers to transform the law, giving, giving judges these particular powers, all right? And then some states literally have a cap on what the jury can award, but the jury is unaware of this cap, so they can make a ruling and then the judge can come in under tort law or tort reform and change it. Yep, that's how powerful companies are. There's more. Um, speaking to the Daily Beast, Diaz expressed frustration, as any of us would, with the makeup of the jury, talking about uh, the second time, all right? So he expressed issue with the makeup of the jury, which he alleged was not made up of peers, but rather by whites and idiots. Many of the jurors seemed to have uh, comfortable uh, financial lives, he said, meaning that they did not realize uh, what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck, nor did they comprehend the historical significance of what was said and what was done at Tesla. Diaz said he plans to appeal the verdict since justice still has not been served. So there is an appellate process for actions like this when it is done through ju judicial uh, behavior or judicial action. Now, this is an ironic situation. You have a jury that looked at the evidence. They said, whoa, this is aggressive. This is egregious. And we're going to um, allocate punitive here, meaning we want to make sure that we send a clear message to any other company that would engage in this kind of activity. The fact that the settlement was so high is indicative of the actual suffering experienced by the employee. So understand the jury are the fact finders in the case. They have all the information we do not. They saw this information and they said this is egregious and made the ruling. Diaz has no regrets in rejecting the original $15 million um, proposal by the judge because he didn't believe that figure would have forced the company uh, to make any meaningful changes, okay? It's just so rampant inside of the company, he said. It's to the point where it just has to stop, he alleged. He added that he had hoped the jury would see through Tesla's BS and help a lot of African-Americans be able uh, to work and not to have to keep going through the things that they're going through. In cases of systemic harassment, it's not like we can take the CEOs to jail. He argued money is the most impactful way they can be punished, and he's completely correct. Let's put up the tweet. Isn't this interesting? Meanwhile, Tesla CEO Elon Musk chimed in and said, if we had been allowed to introduce new evidence, the verdict would have been zero. The jury did the best they could with the information they had. I respect the decision. Diaz argued that the evidence in his case was clear. As he told the Daily Beast in 2021, his supervisors at Tesla allegedly mocked him with racist imagery and slurs. I had supervisors telling me, N-word, hurry up and push the button. N-word, push these batteries out of the elevator. And they were also telling me, N-word, uh, N-words aren't ish, okay? Some elements of the broken culture were left unaddressed because of Tesla's use of arbitration agreements, he claimed. 
which can limit employees' ability to file lawsuits. Diaz said he remains committed to reforming the automaker. Hopefully, if I can't accomplish it, the next person who files a lawsuit will be able to do so. Lawsuits, I guarantee you, are still going to come from that company. Multiple have been settled. Some are being litigated. Elon Musk, obviously, not responsive to the culture, still saying, well, if we would have introduced other evidence, he would have received nothing. I'm glad this is actually under appeal because I think the appeal is going to bring out some more, not only coverage of what's happening, but other people who are going to stand up from that company. AB thoughts. So first and foremost, it's unfortunate that y'all South African CEO is more (laughs) concerned about the jury verdict, right? Being what it is, as opposed to the fact that there's a culture of racism in his um, company. So let's start there. Mr you know, free speech and constitutional thumping, so-and-so on Twitter. So let's let's start with that piece. Um, The second part I want to say is that Mr. Diaz is absolutely right in that we go for punitive damages for these corporations because it is almost the only way for them to be punished because they aren't actual people or you can't take the actual people to jail, right? So we punish the the corporation um, by making them pay. And so I do think a settlement, some people would be like, oh, you're just trying to get a bunch of money. But I think the settlement is more than about the money and to say, stop the culture at the end of the day, or it's going to cost you in your pockets. And one thing successful rich people don't like is for you to play with their pockets, right? Um, And the other issue I want to address is this issue of a jury of our peers. This is such a vague term that we don't understand what does it mean to have a jury of your peers. And we see this challenge every time, especially when Black people are there trying to get justice. The jury makeup is never conducive, right, to that particular um, person's situation. And so we need to do better in legislating on what, like, changing the, the the tone and the language of what a jury of your peers look like, because this is just unfair. And this is how you prevent justice from happening. Yeah, there you go. All right, welcome back. Always good to be with you. Listen, you can become a member. All right, you can become a member right here, indisputable, all right? You can support channel membership, available. It's easy. All you have to do is click the join button on the YouTube channel. There are three levels to choose from, starting at $4.99. This includes access to fun emojis. Depending on your membership level, exclusive, indisputable content. We're excited to grow our membership on YouTube and build the community. By becoming a member, you are helping support the show, and the network. I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for supporting. And I want to thank you, thank you for making us the fastest growing TV news show in America. It's indisputable that your support is what drives us. All right. This is a beautiful and ugly story at the same time, okay? Activists protect a terminally ill individual from eviction. Uh, Now, what you are going to hear will absolutely rock your conscience because it shouldn't happen in a country with this much money. Let's put up the picture full mass. During the eviction of Tara Brown, 44 years of age, a woman battling kidney disease, Detroit housing activists created a human wall leading to a confrontation with officials. Now look at this, look at that picture. 
what do you really see? You see the struggle of humanity trying to protect humanity against those who have been programmed against it. If I have a job, I'm working as an official of a government, I don't, I don't need a job so damn bad that I'm willing to evict someone with an illness that has become debilitating. Once I am in receipt of the information, I will either A, quit, tell my supervisors can't do it, and get fired. Bailiffs and 36 district court representatives, these representatives arrived at Ms. Brown's tiny home on Monterey Street at 10 a.m. Tuesday, but were blocked by 30 people with the Detroit Eviction Defense, an activist coalition that, co that comprises tired attorneys, landlords, and rental tenants who argue she's being unjustly ousted. The group of 30 people linked arms to create a human wall as bailiffs attempted to break through and get into the home. Bailiffs broke through the activists, grabbing their shoulders, shouting and attempting to jump on top of them from behind. One bailiff successfully kicked through the door at the back of the home, and videos of the incident show police intervening to hold protesters back. Some demonstrators were tackled and punched, while others were pushed to the ground. Several had their shirt collars ripped from being held back from the violent clash. Here's some of that incident. Hey, the commander says stop. You're born into humanity. You're brought here by another human being. We all got here by way of a woman. All of us. For bailiffs to be so aggressive about doing something that obviously should be a conflict with your ethical core. I don't understand. Jobs should not define who you are. They should be an expression of who you are, but they should not define you. Brown and her supporters reportedly said she was being booted from her home in retaliation for shining a light on problems at Cass Community Social Services, a nonprofit that designed the homes for low-income residents. CCSS claimed it did not renew her lease because she does not live at the same home more than 50% of the time and her name was on another lease in the city. The Detroit News reported. Brown argued she worked at the other apartment building where her then boyfriend lived so she could come and go when she wanted. The bailiffs eventually forced their way through a back door and Brown was escorted out, according to Detroit News. Movers collected her stuff, threw it all on the porch. 
There are people that are home even less than me, and they are not facing eviction. This is personal, Brown said, according to Fox 2. I'm feeling confident fighting back. We are not done. We are just getting started, she added. Let's put up the judge, 36th District Court Judge, Sean Jackie. Uh, the 36th District Court stood by its decision to evict. Over the last 19 months, Star Brown's case went through the judicial system and all proper legal procedures were followed. At each step, Ms. Brown exercised her rights as a tenant and received due process. The court told the station. Based on the merits of the case, 36th Court uh, District Judge ruled that the plaintiff had no further legal right to remain in possession of the property. You know, I never forget it was Dick Gregory. Dick Gregory came on my radio show. He actually came on my radio show semi-often. And he said something to me that was profound but simple. He said, Doc, you got to be really careful because this world will have you believing what's legal is right and everything that is illegal is wrong. He said legal and illegal are not moral classifications that many times laws are in fact ethically and immoral or morally wrong. And it takes conscious-minded individuals to be willing to have the courage to stand against them. I never forget what our dear brother said. A.B., thoughts here? Yeah, that's probably one of the realest statements I've ever heard because um, it's extremely accurate when you think about how the law is applied. Um, this is really unfortunate. It's really giving me like house arrest uh, energy because why does she have to be in her home at a for a particular length of time, right? Or duration of time. Um, this woman is terminally ill, right? Um, and it's nobody's business once she was provided with housing how often she's home, why she's home, what she's doing. Mm -hmm. um, but it goes to show you how predatory some of these um, different I guess, systems that are put in place to help us, how predatory they can be sometimes, and why it's always important to read the fine print, right? Yep. And have someone with you who can read the fine print, because then you run into issues like this. I am happy to see a community of people who gathered around to help her and assist her and show that there are still good human beings in this world who do have a moral compass um, and who can say right from wrong, regardless of the legality of the situation. But it's very unfortunate that someone who is already fighting for their life has to also fight for housing yeah. in a country where that should be an issue. There you go. Uh, and let me say this to the judge in the case who basically says, well, due process was allocated. Uh, there's no additional legal remedy. You had one more chip you could have used. And you didn't. It's called decision based on the interest of justice. You still had that chip, Judge. You can do that, but you chose not to. All right. Another horrific story Georgia city officials have a homeless shelter and an eviction multiple people, nowhere to stay. Put it up for a mask. Refuge in Jesus Shelter is the name. It's a faith-based organization in Jasper County, Georgia. It is scrambling to find somewhere 
for nearly a dozen residents to stay after city officials served them with an eviction notice on Monday. They are evicting the evicted. Do you understand? See how crazy this is? Those residents, several of whom are elderly in wheelchairs, spent the day trying to salvage what they could from their now soaked and some destroyed personal items. The stuff was tossed on the street by the Picking County Sheriff's deputies on Monday morning. City leaders told Fox 5 the eviction was the result of life safety code violations. In Jasper, some of the city's neediest residents say they were forced to stand out in the cold, rainy conditions as they watched their belongings be put out. Let's go to one of the residents. Her name is Amy, Amy Gorley. Amy Gorley, uh, president of Refuge in Jesus Shelter says, the residents called and said, they got us all outside and they're putting our stuff outside. She says the group was evicted after a months long dispute with city leaders who claimed the building, the building itself was in violation of a number of safety codes. Change the damn safety codes then. They finally succeeded today with a court order to throw us out instantly, she said. They came over and put everybody out. Gorley says, Gorley says it's especially heartbreaking because residents truly have no place to go. She tells Fox 5 the, uh, she initially agreed to vacate the property by March 15th because they had found another building to lease. But Pickens County officials issued a stop work order and court injunction on the property. She says they cited a failure to comply with requirements from the fire marshal and the environmental health office. We needed showers put in, she said. We needed some updating as far as fire code. We needed another septic tank added to it. They were in the process of making those improvements when officials stopped by Piggins County uh, and did what they did. Let's put up the um, picture of the sheriff. Uh, his name is Donald E. Craig. Now, Donald, I don't know why you got into this line of work to become a lawman. Um, I assume you go to church. I assume uh, you have parents that actually uh, care for you. Uh, the individuals who are inside of a, a homeless shelter, they don't have some of the privileges that you have. They don't have some of the privileges that I have today. They are in a different circumstance than you. If you have it within your power to help do so, instead of acting in this way, it is obvious to me that this is a coordinated effort by the city, by the county, because they simply do not want the unsheltered community there. That is it. This community is part of you, Sheriff. This community is part of your charge to protect. This community is not separate from you. This community is a reflection of you. You are a reflection of it. Individuals are still individuals regardless of their address. Stop judging people based on assets, stuff, status. Individuals should have the dignity of shelter. Evicting the evicted is one of the heartless things your office could have done. A.B. thoughts. Yeah, so um, 
you would think as city officials that your job would be to help this community as opposed to put them out. Um, it's, it's, um, I just, I can't believe it. I can't, yeah. I can't believe that you would put people out on the street who already don't have a place to live. Um, and like you said, change the codes. But if you can't change the codes, you would think as a person elected or a person who chose to go into service, that your first job would be to serve the community yep. and help the community. Because regardless of what their financial status is, they are still community members That's right. that you have been chosen or you chose to protect. Yeah. Yeah, either A, change the codes, or B, help them get up to code. That's it. Help them get into compliance. All right. Ex-NFL player attacks his mother and the mother of his child. This is so sad. Put him up. According to the allegation, the former Jets first-round pick, Darren Lee, was arrested in Ohio Monday. He's accused of beating his own mother and then the mother of his two-year-old son. The irony is unbelievable as to why the mother was even there. According to Franklin County Sheriff's records, Lee is charged with two counts of misdemeanor assault, two counts of misdemeanor domestic violence. Lindsay McGlone, the mother of Lee's son, reportedly called police in Dublin, Ohio, on Monday afternoon and said Lee was assaulting his mother, Candace Lee. After hearing Candace screaming upstairs, uh, the uh, Lindsay reportedly told police she went up Saw Candace lying on her back with Mr. Lee over top of her with raised fists. Candace Lee reportedly told police that she came to the house because Lindsay said she did not feel safe in the home with Darren Lee. Candace said her son was lying on the floor in an upstairs bedroom and that he became incensed when she told him he had to leave the house, allegedly screaming at her, pushing her against the wall throwing her to the ground, punching her in the face. She was transported to the hospital with head pain and swelling in one cheek. Lindsay also accused Lee of previous domestic violence incidents from last October, saying the ex-jet became violent with her when he suspected her of cheating. Lindsay told police that Lee got on top of her in the bed, threatened her, that he would kill her and their child. She also claimed that he punched a pillow on the side of her and grabbed her throat. Lindsay told police that Lee threw a phone against the wall so hard that it bounced off, hit her in the head, and made her ear bleed. The former linebacker was also accused of grabbing Lindsay by the neck, swinging her to the ground. Lee reportedly told police that she struck him in the face during the October incident and denied having thrown an object at her or grabbing her neck. Police charged Lee in connection with the incident after they looked at photos from the injuries and the broken phone, and a diary entry from the day of the alleged altercation. Um, for someone to engage in this level of violence against anyone inside of a home, obviously, uh, this is not a sustainable situation. Uh, the person needs to be outside of that home, uh, in jail, hopefully getting help uh, to return back to society. Uh, but this has a different twist to it, A.B., According to the mama, he jumped on his own mother in the process of jumping on someone else. And the reason the mother is there is because the mother of his child was in fear and wanted some stopgap. And listen, some people may say, well, well, why wouldn't you just leave? Why would you call the mother? Because you would assume 
the mother can have a level of control over her child, especially if they have a good relationship. So I'm sure that was part of the reasoning behind that call. But damn, AB thoughts. Yeah, so first and foremost, we probably shouldn't make any type of assumptions when it comes to domestic violence victims because you just never know what that situation entails and why the victim made the decision that they made. But in this case, we see that people who are violent domestically seem to recidivate more than other criminals, right? And so I think we should not just look at it as a crime, but look at it as what helps, like what services can Mm. we provide to help this population of people? Because why do you think that expressing yourself in this way is the appropriate manner to resolve a conflict? Because that's what you have here. Um, I hope that both parties, both victims that were harmed can get some sort of help and services. But I also hope that there is help and service for this young man and some sort of healing because this is dangerous. And this is something that we see in our communities a lot of times. And we are seeing a lot of athletes um, be responsible for domestic violence and being in these domestic disputes. And so I don't know if it's the sports or if it's the injuries or what it is, but there definitely needs to be more um, investigation into why we continue to see this type of behavior from um, individuals or yeah. participating in sports. Well said. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back. This is a developing story. So Eddie Guerrero's daughter claims uh, she's being abused by her stepdad, all right? Let's put the picture up for a mask. And I'm going to try to explain this as best as I can with the information we currently have. Sherilyn Guerrero, the daughter of wrestling manager, Vicky Guerrero and the late great wrestler, Eddie, posted a video on her TikTok account, okay? She posted this video on her TikTok account about her mother's current husband, allegedly sexually assaulting her in 2020 while they were on a cruise, all right? Here's the video. My family is well known, um, obviously. And I'm, literally it's been two years and I have been so quiet about so much and I have protected them for so long that I feel nobody is protecting me. So come 2020, right before COVID, there was a cruise that my family had went on. And basically on this cruise, um, I got sexually assaulted. And the unfortunate part is that it was by my stepdad. Yeah, it was by my stepdad. And was I the only one? No, but that's not my business to put their story out there. I have told my mom how uncomfortable I am with him after it happened and basically she was always telling me it was a mistake. It's not who he is. Um, just kind of like, I'm sorry, that's not my problem type deal. And I never really felt like she protected me. And I really tried to tell my mom that, but she took it as a way of disrespect to her and her relationship. And that meaning she doesn't, she doesn't want anything to do with me if I disrespect her relationship. I can't tell you how many times I've heard similar stories like that. 
I have friends who were abused by the boyfriend or the husband of their mother. And when they confronted their mother about what happened to them, when they confided, um, many of the mothers chose to either A, hide it, or B, make an excuse. Following the release of the video, um, the wrestler, the video, um, Chavo Guerrero Jr. tweeted in support of Sherilyn, saying, just to let everyone know, I fully support my cousin. Eddie's daughter uh, and have been doing so privately in the last couple of years of her struggles. She is a very strong woman for coming forward with the sexual assault she has suffered. I love you, Prima. Vicky Guerrero responded to the allegations in a now-deleted Instagram post. Okay, it says, uh, there are two sides to a story. Over 15 years of my relationship with Sherilyn has been hostile, and I have tried to deal with a narcissistic person. Not only myself, but close friends of Sherilyn and, and uh, of over 10 years and family have cut ties with her because of her manic behaviors. I tried to do therapy with Sherilyn, but she always said no, uh, that, and that I am sick, not her. Sherilyn, please tell your side of your character of being drunk. Being drunk on a cruise. And having guys in your room <clears throat> then crying because you were uh, raped, because you think you were raped, then demanded us to go to a pharmacy in the Bahamas for plan B. You want to play dirty and sling Chris and not through the mud. I can play too. She continued, this is the mama. Are you enjoying the car that Chris bought you since you wrecked yours? I am so done with you and tired of the years of your manipulation, lies, and disrespect. I kept quiet for years because you never seek therapy to learn how to have an adult conversation with me. It has always been your way or nothing at all. Okay, Sherilyn, not only will I see you in court, but you and I will no longer be related for the fans who feel entitled to come. You hear one side of a story and you feel entitled to come on to comment on something you know nothing about. Um, despite her mother's statement, Sherilyn is asking commenters not to criticize her mother. Um, she put a quote up, I, I don't want anyone to slander my mom uh, as the situation speaks for itself, etc. I'm so deeply sad. She's telling the truth. In my opinion, what kind of mother would come against her child Obviously, the mother is okay with what happened. Did she say at one point it never happened? No. Did she say at any point this never occurred? No. What does she try to do? She tries to besmirch the character of her own child because the man she chose is allegedly a piece of garbage. AB thoughts. I'm a mother. I'm a mother. There's no way I would ever come against my child this way in a public manner. Regardless of what you feel about your child's character, she is crying out for help. She is. She went to the internet with her story, whether you believe it or not. I don't care about two, 
two, the two sides of the story. The only side of the story you need to protect right now is the side of the story that came from the child that you birthed. There is a problem, and there is a problem in the household. And I think the response from the mother goes to show the character of the mother, but goes to show who's really manic in the situation and who really needs to seek therapy. Because the audacity of you, regardless of what your kid says, your child is a child for a reason, and you are a parent to parent them and teach them. Okay, you don't teach them and play the same games as a child plays when you are the adult in the situation, regardless of how old your child is. It's unacceptable for you to put your child business out there like that. I don't care what type of behavior your child was involved in on a cruise for you to disrespect your child and belittle her on the Internet so that you don't look like a bad person made you look even worse. And once yeah. again, Trump was right going to hell. Yeah. It's nothing more to add. AB, we appreciate you always. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. Thank you. You can follow me on I Am Legally Hype. I am on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Uh, thank you so much for having me again, Dr. Richie. Always a pleasure. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable. Welcome to Indisputable. I'm your host, Dr. Rashad Richard. We got a lot happening today. But what do we do on this show? We tell the truth. You know why we tell the truth? Because the truth is simply indisputable. Rashad, great to be here. Congratulations on the new show. And I gotta let everybody know that Rashad and I go way back. Here's the pattern that we see in all of these Karen stories. They think they own stuff they do not own. Now, where does that come from? I don't know, maybe slavery. Maybe they think they should still own black people. This is what happens when Karens weaponize the police. When you're used to privilege, equality seems like oppression. It hits you in a certain way when someone is holding you against your will, treating you like you're a criminal and you're an innocent person. This is something that black people face no matter where they are. A stronger black economy lends itself to a stronger, greater economy. Don't think it's exclusive of you, it's inclusive of you. What's your beef with critical race theory? It adds more fuel to the fire of the racist tendencies that we already have. We have a generation of problem solvers that can remedy the problem if they are properly taught what the problem is. You know who created redlining in this country? Mm -hmm. The white liberal. I, I, don't, I don't give a damn who created it. If it's a racist policy, racist policy, Shelly, here's what I don't know. I don't know. See, there you go filibustering, brother. You're scared of this truth, but you're going to get it, though.